No, it's, it's got to be. It's got to be like some authentic, like yeah, like authentic, like twice oven, baked, baked, yeah, real twice cheese, baked. breadcrumbs. Perfect. Yeah, no white trash like yeah. craft. If you, if, bring, if you pull up, you yeah. pull out craft macaroni and cheese for Thanksgiving. You're you're white I'm, trash. You're uninvited. You 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 saw, pull out you pull out craft. I'm gonna pull my mom to the side and I'm gonna talk shit about you. What is going on? Welcome back to the Stadium Drive Podcast. Finally, we are back. We didn't think we were going to record this week. Nope, not going on. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So uh, before we get started on today, tonight's podcast, we've got uh, we've got Antoine Staley coming on, our buddy who hasn't been on. He's been on. He was on. Shit. He was like a, he was like our third or fourth guest. Yeah. He was yeah like four or five before, months ago. It was pre pre Brad. No, I was on. I was on. That was like my oh, really? second, uh, really? yeah, my second time. Second time on. Okay. Well, we talked Panthers. Talked Cam Newton. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's okay. been three or four months at least, and uh, he's uh, he's covering the Knowles now for the Tallahassee Democrat newspaper and KnowlesSport.com. So it's going to be interesting to talk with him. We're not only we're not only going to be talking. Florida State and stuff. We're going to be talking a ton of NFL, college football rankings. We're going to do a college pick'em and NFL pick'em and everything else. But uh, before we get into that, and before we get into our triple play segment that we're about to do, let me tell you about our great friends over at Georgia Beer Company. Georgia Beer Company is absolutely delicious. I'm drinking on an Oktoberfest right now. It's very tasty. I'm actually, I'm running out. It's November, uh, dude. I know. And it's just good. Uh, Georgia Beer Company is Georgia's southernmost brewery. Georgia Beer Company brews traditional and innovative beers using many Georgia-grown products. You can try a variety of their patented beers. They have a ton. They have some seltzers. Uh, the Pecan Porter is coming back. I don't Do know they have seltzer? Know. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't had their seltzer? No. It's good. It's dangerous yeah what was it it, is, cher- it was like cherry lime i think cher- cherry, like lime cherry limeade it is dangerous yeah, i don't i don't good. it might not be on tap now but me and brad had it and i, I brought some home and it was yeah it was really good hmm. um but yeah they have a they have a ton of beers uh they're locally owned and operated right here in valdosta georgia you can visit their tap room at 109 south briggs street uh, great atmosphere, great people, live music, food trucks. What I was about to tell you guys is the pecan porter is coming back. You know the pecan porter we had. Mm-hmm. I've got to get a bottle. That it was so it was delicious. Um, it was but yeah, good. yeah. Uh, if you're not in Valdosta though, you can check them out at your local liquor store or your nearest Publix in Georgia only. They are moving. They are going to expand to more states, but right now it's in Georgia only. Uh, you must be 21 years or older because that is the law and uh, please drink responsibly. So that is our sponsor, our lovely sponsor, George beer company. And we're back. We are back. We are um, back, baby. Yeah. Good to be back. Um, 
so I guess we're gonna we we're gonna do it a little bit different this time. I guess we're gonna start out since Thanksgiving is tomorrow, aka today. If you're listening to this on Thursday, um, we're gonna start out with a triple play. Yeah, best fun when, times. One of you guys tell the people what a triple play is while I chug this Oktoberfest. Brad. Yeah, so triple play, we do it uh, a couple couple different ways. Today's going to be a little bit different where um, typically you go uh, snake draft. Uh, we pick our top pick for the triple play, and then we go back and forth, and then we load up Twitter to determine who's the winner. Um, today, doing it slightly different where we have three different topics, so we're going to pick our top option for each. Snake draft still, and then uh, we'll post the results to Twitter as well. Yeah, so tonight's topic is Thanksgiving. Since Thanksgiving's coming up, shout out to the Turkey Bowl. Um, growing up every year, me and my buddies in my parents' neighborhood would put on like this big giant Turkey Bowl like football game. We would make this trash ass trophy every year <clears throat> with like paper towel holders or like you know the the cardboard roll. You know what I'm talking about? And uh, yeah, duct yeah, yeah. like duct tape, like spray paint. I mean, it's priceless though. But, memories, uh, dude. Memories. Hashtag oh. memories. <laughs> now, now I can't run two plays. Uh, yeah. So we're okay. So the triple play. It, it's Thanksgiving themed, but it's we have to pick one food or one side. It's one, one side, side right? because yeah, yeah. So we have to one pick. Side. We have to pick one side. We have to pick one person who we would invite, which could be anybody, right? Celebrity, alive or dead, Bigfoot, Superman, Mickey Mouse, doesn't matter. Uh, Sure. I mean, I'm not not going there, but yeah. I'm just saying, I mean, who knows? And then the third option is someone not to sit with, someone that you do not want to sit with. Next to, yeah. Next to, during Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, who's going first? Who are we doing? What are we doing? Who's going? Does anybody want to go first? Uh, we're going side dish first, right? Oh yeah. So no, you, no, you can go anything. Anything. Okay. If you feel if you feel like you're if you have a side that I mean you can pick any any of those. It doesn't matter what order. Okay. I'll go. I'll go second. Damn it! I'll go first. All right. All right. <clears throat> Okay. Um, okay. Since I'm first, the food. I'll go ahead and pick side dish. This is a, this shit right here is undefeated, brother. This shit right here is undefeated. Macaroni and cheese. <laughs> it's so basic, but it's so like undefeated. Uh, like now, big, big craft craft mac and cheese. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no it's, it's gotta, gotta be. It's gotta be like some authentic, like yeah, like authentic, like twice baked, baked, yeah, real cheese, baked breadcrumbs. Okay. Yeah. No white trash like yeah. craft. If you, bring, if you pull up, you yeah. pull out craft macaroni and cheese for Thanksgiving. You're you're white I'm, trash. You're uninvited. You you, you saw, pull out you pull out craft. I'm gonna pull my mom to the side and I'm gonna talk shit about you. I'm not yeah. gonna do it in front of your face, but I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be like, hey, you see what Aunt such and such just brought? That's trash. Yeah. I saw I saw a meme that says, if the person making mac and cheese is arm fat ain't hanging in the pot, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't want that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I respect mac and cheese. I mean, it's delicious. 
I'm going my, – my first pick is also a side dish, and it's – to me, it, macaroni and cheese is delicious. I love macaroni and cheese, but it's not like a Thanksgiving dish. It's a every day, like I'll eat macaroni and cheese every single day. Yeah, I will. This, yeah. this I'm going to go dressing. Dressing oh. is delicious. Is dressing, dressing over stuffing. <clears throat> yeah, wait, of course. No, wait. What's the breadcrumbs? That's dress. It's, yeah, it's, it's do you it's, call it's, it dressing or do you call it stuffing? Same thing. It's just, I know, yeah. but you call it dressing, right? Yes. I call it dressing. Guy, just, Brad, I you call, call stuff, it stuffing? stuffing? Well, you're from Nebraska. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> you're officially, you are officially from not here. You're from Nebraska. <laughs> because well, my, my, my parents are from New England, so we'll, we'll call it that. You're officially from New England then. So dressing, dressing like, it's like, when you think of Thanksgiving, you think of turkey and dressing. That's the number one side in for Thanksgiving. For some reason, people only eat it on Thanksgiving. It makes no sense to me. Um, but that, that's got to be my first pick. I love it. I, yeah. I, I appreciate that. All right. Yeah. My side dish, this one's undefeated. I mean, you can't beat this. Uh, my side dish, mashed potatoes. And I'm talking okay. like Legit mashed potatoes, boiled, actually mashed. We're not talking Idaho spuds. We're not talking flakes. We're not talking just whipped up. You, you keep know. the uh, you keep the skin in your mashed potatoes. It depends, man. I mean, I'm a big uh, skin guy. You gotta leave that skin in there. I like the skin. Um, I like it. You, yeah, gravy no, it? I, you you graving your potatoes up? Oh, great! Oh, gravy it up, dude. I'm not a big gravy guy. And I'm talking turkey gravy. Like you have oh, a yeah. turkey gravy. You have to, yeah. Oh, so yeah. Uh, turkey dick. <laughs> but yeah no, mashed potatoes undefeated i mean they just hit different on thanksgiving especially when you have the rest of the sides there and it's like mashed potatoes are there and they just like that's my guy that's my go-to the mashed potatoes all right so all right cool next one what are we talking uh person person to person yeah. or person or family member you don't want to sit by okay person i'm gonna go person first and uh you guys might not be thinking of this, but this is just like a, a great pick all around. Like, great, great dude, funny guy, uh, Bill Murray. I think if I had, oh my at, god, Perfect. if I had him at Thanksgiving with my family, I mean, he'd be wholesome. He'd actually be there because he wants to just eat some food, have a good time. He'd be funny. I mean, we've talked we've talked about Bill Murray on the podcast before. Some of the weird shit that he does, where he just goes in somebody's house and just yeah. does the dishes at a party. Have, have you have you seen that movie yet? The <laughs> yeah. document, dude. It's yeah, fun. it's it. amazing. Yeah. So, damn it! I think Great pick, is, dude. I mean, he'd want to be there. I think he'd really want to be there and like have a good time. So, yeah. he's, even right. though he's a Cubs fan, I mean, <clears throat> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but yeah, cool, Bill Murray. Okay. All right, my next pick. I'm going family member, um, and it's it's the uncle that tries to talk sports with you, but knows nothing about sports. Oh shit! <laughs> there's there's nothing worse. Yeah. There is like, like damn. I, really... Let me tell you, I'm a big time George Bulldog fan. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, Kirby, he just can't get it done. Who'd we play last week again? <laughs> yeah, it's the I worst. Guess. Like they they know that you like sports, so they try to like start up a conversation with you. Like I had an uncle one time and he's not even my, he's like my fifth uncle or whatever, but Shout out. he he lives in Tampa and he tries to be a Buccaneers fan. I can tell he knows nothing about, 
never watched the Buccaneers, but he talked about how good Derrick Brooks was having this season. Like he was like, Derrick Brooks has been great this season. Derrick Brooks has been retired probably 10 years. And he's talking about how good of a year he's had. Like it's, it, it was ridiculous. I hate every, like nothing worse than talking sports with somebody who doesn't know anything about sports. Yeah. The worst. It, it, it is, is horrible. It's so bad. It is I mean, bad. I, I, there, there's people that, you know, there's people that I work with that um, they're not sports guys and like me and like one other person are sports guys and we'll talk sports all day long. And then like somebody else will jump in and be like, is baseball season still going? When's baseball season going to come to an uh, end? I'm like, dude, that shit came to an end two months ago. I hate it. I, I hate it. This is just, this happened just a week ago. This wasn't a family member, but somebody who's a Michigan fan always talks about how great Michigan football is. And I, and I ran into him one day and I was like, it was when they played Michigan state. And I was like, damn, I'm sorry to hear about Michigan. They're like, um, to be honest, I don't know what's, like what happened. I'm like, they lost. They're like, oh, who we play? I'm like, Michigan State, how do you not know this? Like, you talk about Michigan football all the time. How do you not know this? Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, okay. Whose turn is it? Is it my turn? Brad's yeah. turn. Yes. Is it my turn? Oh, no, your turn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, I never know. You got, two picks. You, got, two picks. you got two picks here to, end, right. your, to end your draft. All right. Well, my first pick or my second pick is uh, the person I would invite. And uh, this is who I thought, Brad, you were going to say. Um, it's going to be uh, – shout out, Rick. It's going to be Matthew McConaughey. Love that oh, guy. Bitch. I'm, I I'm, thought about that. I'm in the process of reading his Green Lights book. Sometimes you, you, buy, you buy his book? Fuck yeah, of course. Dude, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it, it can't be. Yes, I, mean, I, love, I swear I to God. I love McConaughey, but it's got to be just jibber-jabber. No, it's really good. Sometimes you got to go back to go forward. Uh, it's really good. Trust me. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, all the stories he has in this thing, talking about his startup and all, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it'd be him. Um, my second – my or sorry, my third, who do I not want to sit with? Um, oh, boy. Let's see. Uh, I was going to say, I don't know. Well, screw it. I'll say it. Uh, shit. The drunk uncle, which even though that might be me, that might be me this year, yeah. but actually my bad. I take that shit back. Okay. Cause that the drunk uncle will probably be me. I'm going to, I'm going to pick the, uh, the cousin that you don't ever talk to like the, the distant cousin that you don't ever, ever talk to. Yeah. Um, that kind of happened last year, kind of in a way, like, like back in the day we used to have where everybody would come second cousins, everything. But like through the years, it's just kind of like how we do Thanksgiving. It's gotten smaller. And, uh, there's a ton of cousins that I have that I literally never talk to. So it's yep. so awkward when one of them sits down at the table and they're like, so you, uh, how old's your daughter? Like, what's what's her name? Like, I, eh, it's just awkward. So we're gonna we're we're just gonna say the awkward cousin. Okay. Damn. All right. Um, my next pick is gonna be my person. Uh, su- no, super ex- happy that he ended. He got to me in the third round. I mean, he's the coolest guy in the world. Um, no offense to Matthew McConaughey, who's great too. But you think of Thanksgiving, you think of food. I'm bringing Guy Fieri. 
Oh my he can, god. He he's cool, but then he could also cook up th- the Thanksgiving meal and and bring a dish and the deli- the dish is going to be delicious like Flavortown, dude. Yeah. Flavortown. My my Thanksgiving is going to be in Flavortown. That I I like that. I respect that. I love that pick. That's a good pick. I, and, and to be honest, I'm not surprised at all. That that is such a No, neither pick. am I. <laughs> So he's my guy. Did you check that episode of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives I've out? Se- I've, seen every, I've seen every episode of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. I wonder if he and, calls it and guys grocery games. Stuff. Yeah, I love I that know, guy. I'd, I'd love to ask him. I'm going to email him, yeah. see if he can come on the pod. All right, Brad, your turn. All right, last one. I'm kind of going the same route as you. It's a little bit different, uh, but it's still a cousin. Um, not really a distant cousin, somebody that you would know, but somebody that you know is going to be a problem. That's coming to Thanksgiving every year is always going to be a problem. It's going to bring up one thing that you don't want to bring up at Thanksgiving, especially in an election year. That you're talking about your just... racist uncle? Your, your racist uncle, <laughs> no, Jack? No. That's all good. Cousin shows up and they're going to talk about politics, especially yeah. in an election year. And it, and, you have, and it never fails. There's always somebody who's going to be far right and there's always right. going to be somebody who's far left. And regardless of who it is, I don't care who it is. It's going to cause a fight. So Always. I don't want to sit next to that guy. And now you have this negative energy next yeah. to you talking politics. It's, there's nothing worse because it's just going to ruin the dinner. Everybody's going to be ready to be done. And then me, I'm just trying to talk football and eat. Yeah. Like, that's really all I want to do. And now I got to sit here with this asshole. Talk next football, to me, eat, watch football. Yeah. Talking about politics. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's like my, my it's it's you know my family my family will invite my uncle's ex wife <clears throat> and then my uncle shows up with his current wife and it's just a big fight. Seriously? No, that's a joke. I was just joking. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was a good triple play though. That was Brad had picks. Brad had a Brad has Brad. Both of you guys have really really good picks. We got we got to be able to to like the family member part put it on a graphic where it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I will. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, now that triple plays over with, let's, uh, let's invite Antoine on here and let's talk some sports. Let's, I, let's I know, I know a lot of things have been going on in, uh, Tallahassee and Clemson this week. We had a refill before we, he comes on. All right, let's do it. What's going on guys. Welcome back to the stadium drive podcast brought to you by Georgia beer company got a very special guest on this afternoon or tonight the night time i know i, I said I, I i it's i asked antoine to come on the other i texted him and i was like you want to come on wednesday afternoon and he was like yeah what time and i told him what time and he was like that's not afternoon <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's antoine staley with the uh tallahassee democrat covering the florida state seminoles what's going on man Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing very technical, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's been a while since we've talked. You've uh, you've changed jobs since we've talked. You were covering the uh, Panthers last week, last time. I did, yeah. Yeah. So, you, will, you will always have something to talk and write about with covering Florida State. <laughs> there, will, there will never be a dull moment for you. <laughs> yeah, well, it's never a dull moment covering anything sports wise, but yeah, that's kind of how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. So uh, I guess we'll just kind of jump right into it. The big it's thing been, in the news. It's been crazy. I mean, it's been nuts. It's been a crazy week, especially for Florida State. Dabo won't shut up. 
I'm a Florida State fan, so I'm obviously going to side with Florida State. Um, but what what have you thought about all the things that have transpired since Saturday? I mean, it's it's a lot of mudslinging. I mean, look, I, I think Devil Swinney is kind of consistently shown the type of person that he is, and I'm not really surprised at the comments that he made because that's just who he is. Whether you talk about the things earlier on this year, we talk about Black Lives Matter and the movement and things like that, his thoughts there, and you talk about yeah. this specific thing with COVID. I mean, he he's shown he, who he is. I mean, it, it is it, it is what it is. I think the fact that he's winning and people just kind of giving him a rope or whatever the case may be. But, yeah, he's he's consistently shown the type of person that he is. And uh, I, I knew it was going to come. I knew that he never necessarily took COVID very seriously. Obviously, look at the protocols that Fort Clemson had. They, they uh, had a guy that practiced all week, even though he was asymptomatic. I mean, but if he – I understand that. But at the same time, but if anybody's showing any kind of symptoms, which I'm sure probably some of their players have, you know, you talked about the Trevor Lawrence situation going back, mm-hmm. things of that nature, then you don't practice them. I know Mike Norvell, and he's trying to get his program started and things of that nature too as well. But they have a policy where it's, if you have just a cold, people are they're just going to sit you out because you don't necessarily know what – may happen especially nowadays right. with COVID so right. yeah I mean that's kind of how you have to go about it in this day and age you have to be very cautious because you have to understand that your whole season or your whole couple of weeks can be shut down just because one player has COVID and you decide to practice them and then you know everything hits the fan after that but yeah I, I just never thought he necessarily took it seriously he never really take, takes a lot of things seriously I think he really just he's shown that he cares about two things, winning and probably making money. And that's pretty much what it boils yeah. down to me. So I don't, I don't necessarily know how people continue to send children to kids to them and players, but, you know, as long as they're getting them to the NFL and Clemson continues to win, that's probably going to be the case. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, see, I'm, I'm a Miami fan, so I really don't have a dog in the fight because I kind of dislike, well, not kind of, I do dislike both programs. Um, but. I feel like Clemson has had a ton of positive like cases, even dating back to the summer. Yeah. So I feel like it's been really slack up there with the whole doing the right thing yeah. protocol. And that's that. the one, that's the one good thing Florida State has done. They have they haven't had a test positive since like September 18th, I think, is what Norvell said. Well, really, so, so was that Norvell. when he was positive? That was really yeah. Norvell. Yeah, that's yeah. That's that why, that's why for me, I'm like, you know, you have. Norvell, who's already popped positive, and he's like, you know what? I don't know if I want to do this. And I get like the program, the Florida State program. I'm on their side with this. With like, again, I'm a Georgia fan, but uh, I just don't get that, though. I, I just, I mean, we've we've talked about this before, but I mean, I used to be a Dabo guy, and now it's just, you know, week after week, it's like he's just doing weirder shit, saying weird it, stuff. It's the first time in a while that Florida, the national media, has been on Florida State side, like that. That that's what like it went from Saturday, everybody's talking about how Florida State's ducking Clemson to Dabo running his mouth, and now all of a sudden it just seems like it was a positive for for Florida State. Norvell can spin it to where he cares about the kids, he cares about the everybody involved. It, it's just I don't I don't see where Dabo's head was at in the whole thing. I just don't. Yeah, you can't. Um, yeah, it's. 
don't lose sight of like it's being recruiting tool too because people see this and they understand that this guy is willing to go to bat for me and yeah. i'm will like i will go there where opposed to going to clemson whereas like i said you know what that was about you try to get to the nfl that's fine i mean you understand what clemson is about they're winning championships they're getting players to the nfl but this guy is cares about my health and today's what's going on like that's that's a big benefit I, I, it's very rare that college coaches really put their student athletes first they yeah. say it's so much pressure in college athletics where they right. they really care about winning and like <laughs> i say trying to get as much money as they can and that, that's like i said that's who dabble is and it, like you can even a lot of people slander nick saban but even nick saban has a care about his athletes mm-hmm. i think a lot more than what dabble yeah. has shown throughout the course of his tenure being at clemson yeah. Right. Did you see, <clears throat> did you guys see, and I'm not, not trying to bring politics up at all, but did you guys see that the governor of South Carolina tweeted about Florida state, Florida state, not really Florida state. Yeah, yeah. Nikki Haley. Yeah. Yeah. Florida state, whether you lose today or in a few days, it won't matter. Get it over with quit. Stop stalling is what she said. <laughs> I was like, wow, <laughs> that is ridiculous. Yeah. If you know anything about her and like her points of view, you're not really necessarily surprised by that. So, I, I, yeah, I, I just seen the tweet, the screenshot <laughs> it. I didn't know anything. Um, it, so, it, to me, it, it makes no sense why a Florida State's not gonna. They're they're first they're trying to reschedule the game. Second, he said that they're a young team playing eighty percent freshman or sophomore who yeah. need every rep they can get. They have thirteen seniors on this. Yeah, team. it's it's like. Okay, what what is getting blown out by Clemson, arguably the best team in the nation? How does that hurt Florida State? Like, they they've been losing every game badly the whole year. Like, what is what does it matter if they get beat by Clemson? There's nothing good that comes out of um, canceling the game. To I mean, it just it makes zero sense. Yeah, they they want reps. They want to try to get yeah. as many games as they can and money. Yeah. Right. And yeah, and obviously the money aspect too of losing a home game too. That's what I say. It's no financial benefit for them to want to duck Clemson. Everybody yeah, exactly. We're, we're not it. talking about a one-loss Florida State team that's trying to make the playoff. That knows if they're a two-loss team, you know, trying to duck yeah. a team. It just makes no sense. And yeah, especially it, in the year of COVID, yeah, people yeah. are losing yeah. money. You need that money. And I, I yeah. will give Norvell like the benefit of the doubt because. I believe if I and Antoine, you can you probably know, but he said something about he found out they were at the hotel like getting ready to go to the game. That's when he found out. Yeah, they were having the team was having like eight in the morning, and then that's when the call came in from. You know, it was not his decision. It was right, 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 right. And the the doctors and they were the ones that said, "No, we're not going to do this," which I don't blame them because you don't necessarily know. Who he, who that player was around, and because he, he contagious, like yeah, it's so many like red flags with that. So yeah, I I completely agree with what they had to do, and it's not worth it at that point because let's say that they had played that game, they might not be playing the rest of the year. Like that yeah, would have that's a good point. Been, like that that might have been it for them for the rest of the year. They might have to shut it down. So yeah. mm-hmm. that one game worth not playing Virginia and Duke, and then the answer to that is no. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of people, the outside, a lot of outsiders don't realize how few scholarship players Florida State's playing with to begin with right now, and if it it, it wouldn't take a, a whole lot to get them shut down. Like they only have like I think sixty something scholarship players available. 
And if, if you get down to that 50 territory, then all of a sudden you can't play. So to me, it, it, it makes perfect sense in the Florida State point of view of why they would, they would want to at least try to postpone that game. Yeah, but, everybody, everybody wants to take shots at Florida State because how good they've been for at somebody years previous to this like three year slide or whatever. But yeah, I mean, they did, they made the right call. I think yeah. anybody with a brain would understand that they made the right decision there. And I, I got so much heat, especially from a lot of Clemson fans on Saturday. But it was <laughs> like, you can't, yeah, I mean, you, people who have their mind made up on a certain thing and it's nothing you can do about that. So I just like, yeah, it, it is what it is. Yeah. What's, so, your, what's your, what's your thoughts on Norvell? I mean, being around the program as far as, you know, working with it, how it seems like everything that could go hit, against him has gone against him like so many things have it's just been stacked up in a negative way i still have confidence as a fan in norvell but what, what do you think about him so far he came into a really bad situation uh which is not necessarily his fault i i'm sure they explained the job to him what it was when he took it and you know it, it is what it is like he came into a situation i know they made a bowl game last year uh, after they fired willie taggart but I mean, with the players that ended up leaving and the play, Look, anytime you make administrative changes as a head coach, you're going to have players that don't necessarily like the new head coach. And I think we've seen that yeah. with some players that have reflected and decided to opt out. So I think it's a good for them. I think trying to get his own players in there. And look at what he did at Memphis. I, I, think, I think he's going to do a good job, but it's just going to take some time in order for it to come to fruition. But the only problem is Florida State fans don't understand that the rebuilding aspect of it because no. they really had to go through it through anybody's lifetime unless you've like 50, 60 years old at that point. So you never yeah. seen a foot back for the state team like this. But I think you give them three or four years. And it also you got the COVID situation too. So they're really behind the eight ball. They really didn't have a time to practice and get their playbook in. They're, they're doing practices by Zoom throughout the spring and I mean, it's really a tough situation to come into with everything, all of this happening, and then you have a transition to head coach. So I think he'll be fine. I really do. I think he's going to do a good job. It's just a matter of recruiting, getting, uh, hitting the transport uh, portal, uh, sort of what Miami did, you know, getting a guy like a De'Ara King, look for a guy Hell that can yeah. up, like, up your program, and then take it from there. I think they'll be fine. I just think it's going to take some time, but I definitely could see them bouncing back and possibly winning seven, eight games maybe this year if they can get the right quarterback in place. So you don't you don't think Jordan Travis is a future quarterback going into like next year? I don't think he's the long term solution, no. But I yeah. think he's, I think he's given them a little bit of a lift. He's the best player that they have right now at the quarterback position. But as far as him being the long term solution, he's gotten hurt just pretty much every game that he's played. <laughs> Yeah. So I don't think he's necessarily the, the long-term solution at that spot, but he's the best they got at the moment. So you kind of have to just ride with it and see how it goes for the rest of the year. Do you feel like Norvell is even the way he calls games, like going for it so many on, on fourth down, like he'll last game, he went fourth down on the 31 yard line, like in the second quarter, like the way that he calls games, is almost like he's got nothing in, to lose. Nothing to lose. It's like scrimmage game, basically, to Florida State, which this season, other than to the contenders, like it's for Florida State, this is a scrimmage year. Anything that you get out of this year is, is nothing, in my opinion, it's scrimmages. 
do you feel like he kind of calls games like that to see what he has, to see how his team reacts? Yeah, I, I think you're seeing a lot of teams uh, do that, whether it be college football or the NFL. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just kind of – it's like you're playing Madden. Like, you, you're you going with the analytics. That's pretty exactly. much what it is. I was going to say that. It's more, yeah, it's more analytical um, than ever before, kind of like taking a baseball approach there, whereas you never really saw that before. You know, fourth and one, you know, early in the game, yeah, we're going to punt it. But nowadays, teams, especially depending on where you are uh, and the score – Teams at four from one, yeah, we're going to go for it. Like, we're mm-hmm. on our side of the line line. Okay, we hit it. Wait, we know we can get that first down. You see the Chiefs do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, obviously, Patrick Mahomes is all world. But, yeah, I think you see a lot of teams are taking that Madden NFL type approach where uh, they're they're not punting on fourth and one or fourth and two anymore. They're deciding to go for it because the, the odds are all in their favor. And I think Norvell is – he's a young guy. I mean, he's only 40 years old, so he's like, okay, yeah, we can definitely do this and have enough faith where we can get one or two yards. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the transfer portal earlier, and to me that's changed all of college football. Like, it's, 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 it's going to be easier to rebuild a program because of, of how open the portal is now. If you could have one position, and obviously Florida State needs to do a whole bunch, but – the the top position that you would pick for Florida State to get better in the transfer portal? Uh, even this one, that's kind of tough. Uh, <laughs> even probably more so than quarterback, I would say probably wide receiver because I think once you lost Terry, I think that you lost a lot of experience and also yeah. uh, uh, skills as well. I think you have a lot of guys that are really inexperienced that showing they drop passes in critical moments. You need a skilled receiver that can take that, take it to the next level, take that offense to the next level. If you can get both of those in the transport portal, which I think Florida State have an opportunity to do because just yeah. because of who they are and then the ACC and people are going to want to come there and play at a higher level, then yeah, uh, I, I think especially the way recruiting is going to go this year with such a dead period for such a long period of time coming up, I think you're going to have – it's going to be more action probably more than ever um, this upcoming in 2021. So, yeah, I think if you can get that, get a quarterback, uh, hit on some defense – Pass rusher. Yeah. yeah, you definitely need some pass rush because you're only averaging one and a half, 1.25 sacks per game. I think that's yeah, yeah, that's it's such huge, and I thought their defense would be one of their strengths this upcoming year, but that yeah. certainly hasn't been the case. Hmm. Yeah, I want Florida State to sign as few twenty-one recruits as possible, just so they can load up on the portal. We need like nine or ten guys. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I got it's a question on. though, real quick. Just Go talking uh, everything that Dabo has been talking about with Florida State. Do you have them on upset alert with North Carolina with him not being focused on? Oh, that, that's one of our picks later. That's one of our picks later. Yeah, I, I guess we can wait for it. I'm that's, trying to jump the gun here. You mean, you, mean, you mean Notre Dame in North Carolina? Or you mean Clemson and Pitt? Yeah, Clemson's playing Pitt. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. Yeah, you're right. My bad. Brad was confused. Yeah, I'll wait on that. I'm confused. Brad was, fi- Brad was fired up. He was confused. I, uh, we can go ahead and say Clemson's going to beat Pitt by 80 points. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. All right, Antoine, give me a quick opinion on uh, the Miami Hurricanes. I know you. Co- I know you cover the Knolls. I know you've seen them Canes play, though. What What you thinking? Um, I think I like where they're at. I, I think a lot of people have. Um, I've seen a lot of their fan base not necessarily happy with where they're ranked right now, but 
at the I agree with it though. Would they would they take this right now? I think most people would. You know, we yeah. lost Clemson so far this year, and I think they have a they still have a outside shot at getting to the ACC championship. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Notre Dame and Clemson are going to get there ultimately. Oh yeah. If you run the rest of the table, you beat North Carolina, you can possibly play like in the Orange Bowl and some kind of big time bowl game and. That, in a year like this, where teams that schools are losing money, that, that's a big deal. That that mil, that seventeen million dollars going to your school, like that's huge. So Shit. I think that My, Miami's <laughs> gonna Miami's gonna play Florida in like the Orange Bowl, and Florida's gonna beat them by. I, think, I don't want that. I don't <laughs> I think want that. Going to. I think <laughs> oh, that's, that's what's going. headed. I don't yeah, want I think, that, dude. I think, Florida, Damn it. I think Alabama beats Florida by two touchdowns because Florida can't stop anybody. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, Miami ends up just because they're not going to play an ACC championship at the Orange. I think that's the ideal matchup. Yeah. See, I get killed by my own fan base because I'm diehard Miami fan. I've shed tears over games, but I'm also a realist, and I'll also say, "Shut up, Brad." You're not a realist. Yes, I am a realist. I'm saying that I said a couple weeks ago that we weren't a top ten team. Now I'm saying now that we're you didn't 10, say. I did say that, and then I'm saying yeah. I'm also saying that Florida would beat us by at least 14, I think. Like, I do not want to play Florida. Yeah, but then, he is a true fan. I have seen the actual tears. So. Yeah. But then, <laughs> but then when Miami fans hear this, they're going to be like, oh, my God, you, you're, you're fake. No, no, I'm not. Just I, I've covered the Hur- Miami Hurricanes uh, back in the day, so I know how their fans are. They they expect the anytime you bring up Florida or Florida State, there's no matter how bad, how good or how bad they are, they always expect to beat Florida and Florida State. That's just how their mentality is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to be hopeful if that if we match up with them, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so the college football playoff rankings came out last night, the first edition of the year or whatever. Um, top four, no surprise there at all. Uh, fifth, I like Texas A&M at fifth. Uh, I like Florida at sixth. What do y'all think about seven, eight, and nine? Cincinnati, Northwestern, and UGA. I'm a, all right. I'm a Georgia fan, and I don't agree with Georgia at nine. And I think all three of you guys really say the same thing. But yeah, I don't agree with it. And the reason why is I'm like an when you look at the actual, like, the numbers, a two-loss team where we lost to number two and, what, number six by more than – it was 16 and 17 points. And then you have Miami who's lost to the number one and they're seven and one. I just don't see how you – I mean, regardless of – you could talk schedule, but just in the days of COVID, it being an ACC schedule and a, you know, SEC schedule or whatever – I just don't see how you can be like that team is better after you've only lost to the number one. Now there's been some questionable games against Virginia tech. You talked about them not being a top 10 team, but the games that Georgia has won, it hasn't been blowouts. They beat Mississippi state by that one touchdown. They struggled against Arkansas in the first game. They struggled. I wouldn't say struggled against Kentucky, but it still wasn't a great game. And I just don't no, see how you can put them ugly. at number nine. So yeah. what you, I don't know what you, what you guys think. But. What do you think Antoine? I think they're about on par with each other. I, I, I would take – I think Georgia is the better team, but I don't think it's, like, substantially better. I, um, I don't think they're, like, largely better than Miami. I, I would say this about Miami. At least they they played – they've had some close tests, too, um, probably a lot of them than what they um, should have. And I think that's kind of – in the eyes of the voters, I think that's kind of where they hurt 
Whereas yeah. Georgia, uh, you lost to the, I think Alabama's the best team in the country. Yeah, like, I, I agree. I, I think, especially people talk about Clemson losing to Notre Dame. They didn't lose because Trevor Lawrence was out. They lost because their defense really let them down. Yeah, that's that's why they lost. So I think Alabama's head and shoulders, at least at the moment, is better than anybody else. So you lost to the number one team in the country. You lost to Florida. You lost to the one and two best teams in the SEC. I know A and M beat Florida, but they've kind of they're kind of in a weird position where even if they went out, they can't really do anything because they end up losing to Alabama. So yeah. they kind of like topped out. But yeah, I, I think I think Georgia is kind of where they should be and probably I agree. where they um gonna end up at the end of the year. I agree. Yeah. I mean if if Miami and Georgia played, would anybody pick Miami? I would pick Georgia. Would any of yeah. y'all pick Miami? And see that's where I kind well, of get would, to this. That's where I that's where I get into this thing where you know a lot of Georgia fans they'll be on the other side of this be like you know, uh, the, the year we were number five, like, they're just like, oh, well, we're the better team. And it's like, you know, well, now Georgia fans are on the flip side where they're like, yeah, we're the better team. But, you know, Miami is the one last team. It's like, hey, who do we lose to? Who, who do we beat? And I just don't want to do that. I don't want to do that Homer thing where I'm like, I, I would do the same thing <clears throat> next year if it was the, if it was reverse and be like, okay, if Georgia was, you know, the one last team and, Miami had the same the same schedule or whatever. I, yeah. I'd be like, I, just I think you flip flopping, and that's what Georgia I think fans you are could doing. Argue, is they just go I, back and forth. I think you could argue Indiana should be up there. That's I agree. that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, see, Georgia. Like, if you combined all their opponents' records, their opponents' record is 15 and 22. Now, if you combine Miami's opponents' records, it's 28 and something. I don't have it off the top of my head, but granted, Miami's opponents have played more games, yada, yada, yada. Um, I like Miami at 10 this week. I don't know. A, a part of me really likes likes Georgia at, at nine because I think deep down, I think that Georgia would beat Miami. But then again, I'm like, ah, you know, they got beat by two possessions by the only – decent teams that they played i guess you can say auburn's pretty decent they're yeah, but, but miami miami's played one ranked team and they got beat by a that's million true yeah. well well at the time yeah you're currently yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah hey that's what hurts them if, yeah. they go back to indiana too was also hurting them is uh the teams that they beat are kind of like are garbage yeah. yeah so that's that's yeah. what yeah, the schedule is really not really impressive where you look at Penn State and Michigan. I mean, those those are not really impressive wins at this point. Yeah, I just think it gets it gets super hazy around that nine nine all the way back. To about me. the same. Do what now? Their, their teams are about the same. That's yeah. Pretty much what it yeah. Is. yeah. Yeah. I just think you know if we were smoking Kentucky sixty three to three like Alabama just did, or beat Arkansas, you know, by thirty or forty points, what you expect to do. And you're winning by a touchdown or two, or you're struggling at half. That's why I, mean, I have issues. At the end of the day, we're talking about the number nine. Like, does it matter? Yeah, I, I agree. They're the number I, nine. It, it just shows the SEC bias that we that there, that is true. I mean, yeah. that still reigns true. But I will say though, now now, be like Van Gogh and lend me your ear for a second, because I agree with. You know, you you see what I just did there, Van Gogh. He cut his ear off. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, Brad thought it was funny. I got it. I got it. Uh, the BY, BYU, I agree with them at 14. Who have they played? 
Boise State. Boise State has three games. We don't even know who they are. Yeah, I've just That's it, though. as a Bears fan, Zach Wilson is is. But well, Zach Wilson's going to go to the Redskins or sorry, Washington. Tell him, Antoine. Zach Wilson. Yeah, gonna go I, I think he's going to go pretty early. Uh, I don't know Thank how you. early, but yeah, I think he's he's trending up to the top ten or fifteen at the moment. It's it's going to depend on the order and the need. Bears, but. Uh, yeah, I can definitely see the Bears. Um, the Bears are kind of in free fall right He's now. He's Jim McMahon. So I can definitely see <laughs> that. <happen. laughs> you don't have the 85 Bears D, though. It doesn't matter. We, we need a Mormon. We need <laughs> they're, a they're Mormon. Wasted, they're wasting that defense because um, their offense is just completely – Yeah. Like, they really are. Trubisky's yeah. back, though, so. Yeah. Undefeated, though, Annie. Huh? Trubisky was undefeated, right? Yeah. That's true. All right, so we'll just move into NFL, and I'm going to hit Antoine with a hard one right here. Now, this has been an ongoing um, debate on this podcast for two or three months now. I know this is. You know this is. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, is he a fraud or is he the real deal? I think – I wouldn't say he's a fraud. I think he's a – it's a few things there. I think uh, ultimately the Ravens have had some injuries. When you look at uh, Ronnie Stanley getting hurt uh, – the tight end recently got injured. They look at the defense necessarily is very good too. They've had some injuries too there as well with Brandon Williams, Gus Calais Campbell end up getting hurt. So yeah, I think and a lot of that, yeah, I just don't think they're the same team that they they were a year ago. And it's easy. they finished fourteen and two throughout the regular season. So yeah, how I mean, you're going to take a little bit of a step back there? I didn't expect this much of a step back, but I did expect some. I just didn't think that I. I Ultimately, it kind of reminds me of um, a little bit when Kyle Kaepernick. I know Greg Roman was the offensive coordinator there in San Francisco, whereas the team he had a really good year. They went to the Super Bowl, and then the next year, the team started to kind of figure him out a little bit. And I think that's kind of what's happening with Lamar Jackson. I don't want to say he's a fraud. I just think that they have to make some adjustments, and he needs to be more. He needs to uplift he needs to be a little bit better in the passing game because people expect him to run and he's mm-hmm. still his number one go-to he wants to run more and he's real more comfortable running than he does passing and until he until he makes that maturation where he feels a lot more comfortable making the pass instead of the run and they always going to kind of be between a hard rock a rock and a hard place so um, I'm curious to see how they play against Pittsburgh it's obviously a game that they have to win I still think they're going to make the playoffs somehow but to me, I think they're looking like a probably a first round exit um, from the playoffs this year once again. Yeah, they, they need they need wide receivers. Like I'm yeah. the Lamar Jackson yeah. guy of the pod. They have no wide receivers. Yeah, uh, I I think he's a fraud. And the and this is me. Like we Joe and I have <laughs> like gone back and forth on this. I think he's a fraud in the sense of. We wanted to crown him last year. There's like one of the greatest players of all time. And I was like, you know, okay, he played great. 14 and 2, great season, great stats. But there's a lot of people that have caught fire in one year and had a great year. Shout out RG3. The year, the year before and the year after. And I just, we, you talked about the passing already. The accuracy just hasn't been there. I watched the, the whole Ravens Titans game last week, and they should, that should, game shouldn't have been close. There were so many like, passes that he missed. And, you know, I picked the Titans to win that game. And with, kind of the fraud talk it's like he's like 0 and 8 or 0 and 9 in games that actually truly matter so games against the chiefs games that he's lost in the Every playoffs game matters brad 
it all matters. But if you're talking like the game that you're looking at Lamar and you're like, can you win this game? He's like, oh, and eight, oh, and nine. So until he fixes that, I mean, I'm, I'm going to keep him on front watch. So I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at. But I liked him. I like him a lot. But I just don't think he should be crowned that guy that they did last year. And it's like, and he's got to deal with Pat Mahomes for the whole, his whole career because Mahomes is going to play longer than him anyway since he's not a running quarterback. So Oof. it's going to be tough. Yeah, it will be tough. Uh, Antoine, do you have a favorite NFL team? Uh, did I did I grow up liking the favorite NFL team? That's you asking. Man. Yeah, yeah, I grew up a Raider fan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so now, now are you kind of neutral? Are you still following the Raiders, or I I, I root for the Raiders to do well, obviously. Uh, yeah. But um, I mean, and I, and I'm from Carolina, so right. I, Panthers to do well too as well, but yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of more neutral now. But yeah, I um the Raiders have been so bad for so long that yeah, I'm still hoping <laughs> they yeah, yeah. Out somehow. And then they had an impressive performance against the Chiefs on Sunday. Just kind of dude, they, they really they kind of ran out of time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, I mean, leaving Mahomes a minute and a half or whatever at the timeout. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I meant to ask did. you this. I meant to ask you this. When you leave a job, like you left the Panthers to go to the Knowles, is, does it feel like a breakup to where it's like, you know, hey, I'm writing for the Knowles now and no longer the Panthers? Or how does that like – how does that work? Uh, with the Panthers, not so much because I wasn't there as long. When I was covering the Dolphins, yeah, it kind of felt like that a little bit. So, okay. still, I still follow them. I, I Obviously, I want the Dolphins to do well too as well because they, yeah. they've been bad for so long. So I'm actually happy that they've had they had some kind of a winning streak there. I know it got stopped against the Broncos, but yeah, I think you you form enough relationships throughout the course of your time there. Whereas you like, yeah, you hope a team does well. And it does kind of feel a little bit um like mm-hmm. a breakup. It just depends on uh your level of uh, love and the relationship and how long it's been. Because with the Panthers I was there for like a year and a half, where Dolphins are covering for six or seven years. Yeah. Yeah. What what's your what's your quick opinion on Tua? I know he got he got benched Sunday. What's his last name? What's his last name, Hudson? Tag Tugavalua. <laughs> <laughs> uh my opinion is I think people need to just relax and chill and let the man develop. Because we're talking about people want to compare him to Justin Herbert, and Justin Herbert's done an outstanding job. I actually love Justin Herbert coming. Yeah, out. dude, he's killing it. People were so critical of him, talk about how he played at Oregon, and um, kind of he was just kind of lackadaisical at times, didn't play really well during the in the big games and the big moments. But I, I really loved him. I thought his game would really translate to the NFL because he can move. He can. He has a killer. He's a killer arm. Like his arm is just amazing, and he's showing that so far throughout the course of the year. But there's no reason to think Tua can't get there either. It's just a matter of he's going to take – It's people take time, certain time to develop. Yeah. And you just have to let him develop at his own pace. And also, the Dolphins' offensive line is really bad right now. Yeah. <laughs> we can put it nicely. And I don't know if outside of Devontae Parker, they have a ton of other weapons too as well. So, yeah, if you can get some weapons around Tua, uh, sure him up with a better offensive line. The defense has really been good this year. That's kind of really carried the Dolphins, no matter if it's been Fitzpatrick or Tua back there in the special teams. I think he'll be fine, but it's hard to judge somebody. Four games, like I think – Normally, yeah. back, like, like I say, back in the day, not to say not that not I'm old or whatever, but when you would normally give quarterbacks two or three years to develop, yeah, 
now people are so quick to say, oh, well, he's not like, three or four games. Like, really? Like, you just yeah, yeah. yeah. people's He hasn't even played a whole year. Like, yeah. I'm not ready to write him off yet. People's attention spans, I guess you could say, are just like shot. You know, oh, three games, oh, he's not the guy. Let's get somebody else. It's crazy. Yeah, it's but, uh, really like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes and some of these other quarterbacks have people spoiled thinking yeah, that they really they're going to come out and be just – Tear the league up like game busters, but that's not necessarily how it works for everybody. People just yeah. need a certain time to develop and have that game translate to that to the level. But yeah, I mean, he came in in a situation where, like, obviously he got hurt, uh, trying to recover from his injury, trying to learn the offense at the same time, and then all of a sudden he gets thrust in there. So yeah, it's yeah. going to take some time for him to develop. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be graded eventually, but. Yeah, it's just gonna. It may take him about a year or so for really to find his stride. Yeah, yeah. I saw a side by side shot of uh, Burrow and Tua getting hit, and it was almost the exact same hit. Tua just got away with it, you know, where Burrow tore his ACL, MCL, and they're talking about him getting uh, Tua getting benched. But it's kind of like I think that they were just like, we're gonna get this kid killed the way he's getting hit right now. So let's put Fitzpatrick in. Obviously, the way the game was trending, it was like we're probably not gonna win this anyways. So. I mean, he could have easily been in Burrow territory in that game, the way he was getting hit. So, I definitely don't blame it, but people want to be quick to be like, oh, he got benched, you know. So, yeah, there's a lot of reasons why I guess a coach could take a guy out. So, so, so Antoine, you brought up Patrick Mahomes earlier. I've got to ask you, what's your opinion on Patrick Mahomes putting ketchup on turkey? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, hate it, but I, even, <laughs> I, I know people have friends of mine. I have a friend of mine that puts ketchup on steak, and that hurts me. Oh. Uh, I can't. Yeah, we have a friend like that too. We we have yeah, a friend I, like that too. Yeah, I I try to. I want to disown the person. What's disown the guy? I mean, really? Yeah. Like, you know, we went to a um, big time steakhouse, a uh, Morton's. We went to Morton's, and yeah. then he put ketchup on the steak. Oh and, my gosh! Like, what, what's the point, man? I would have just got up and left. <laughs> I would just got up and left. Like we could have. This guy's paying. Like we could have. We could have went to Walmart or something and got like a ten dollar steak or something, and then you could have put it on there. Like yeah, really? yeah. I got. I got a. I got an even harder question. Who is your um, NFC East champ? Who do you think is going to win that division? Hey, hey. That might be the hardest question. I've had. <laughs> uh, I'm a what? All right, now Antoine, I, I don't know if you remember. I'm a Washington fan. Brad is a Giants fan. So I really, I really want to believe in the Giants, but I, I, I need to see Daniel Jones because he's been doing exactly. that with the turnovers. But I need to see that more consistently too. That's Brad. Brad hates. Way I'm not gonna lie. Listen, I'm not gonna lie. And Joe's gonna like talk a lot of shit here because he does it every week. I, I was almost like I had I was I had given up on Daniel Jones like I was yeah. like this guy is making the same this guy is making the same mistakes over and over I know you don't want to give up on a guy like so quick but he was making the same mistakes all the time and then I kind of had like a turn when I saw him play uh, Washington and he got rocked in the fourth quarter with like two minutes left and he it was like if anybody's gonna fumble Daniel Jones is definitely gonna fumble this and he held on to it and I was like. Maybe there's some hope. And then he played well the rest of the game. They won that game, you know, and then they, they've won two straight. They haven't lost in three weeks, including the bye. So they haven't done that since like 2016. But maybe the turn in the corner, I'm just – I'm skeptical still as a Giants fan because I don't want to like believe in the hype too much. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, we've only beaten NFC East opponents and everybody has like three wins. So 
It's got to pump the brakes a little. Yeah, their schedule is brutal. Like down, yeah, yeah. yeah it is like murderous row. The Cowboys have the easiest schedule remaining, and that's, so that's probably why I would go with. I would slightly go with Dallas, even though I, I have no rhyme or reason to do so at this point. Yeah. But, well, the thing is, is Dalton's been there, so Dalton yeah. knows what a first round exit is, anyways. So he's probably gonna have it again, and yeah, so could, that's what. Antoine, you don't so, want you don't want Washington to 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 win the division for Alex Smith. I mean, come on, dude. I would like to see that too. There we go. Their defense is really impressive. Their shout, offense. Shout I, out I, Chase Young. Yeah, Chase Young's done a good job. Um, it's a great. Alex Smith should be the comeback player of the year, no matter what happens. Yeah. Just the fact that he stepped on the field again is just pretty remarkable. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm the biggest Washington football fan or football team fan tomorrow. I would like to – I love Ron Rivera. I would like to see him uh, just because of everything that he went through. I would yeah. like to see him get there. But I'm, I'm going to take the Cowboys except because, like I said, they're scheduled. And I think they get the, they probably get the win tomorrow, especially considering what happened with the strip and conditioning coach today, unfortunately. They're going to be a rallying point for behind that and then try to – get into the playoffs, maybe with a six and 10 record, but yeah. I think they're going to get in. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's going to come down to week 17 giants Cowboys. Yeah, I think so. so yeah. 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 Absolutely horrible news out of Dallas today. That, that was terrible. Um, all right. Well, I guess we'll just go into some pickums then. We'll just go in and we'll start off with NFL first. And Antoine, you, you've already said Dallas. So we'll go, Brad, who do you got? I got Washington. Oh, Joe. I'll yeah. Where's the game at? It's in Dallas. In Dallas. I'll go Dallas. Jeez. All right. Well, I'm going to go. I'm Shout out Washington. That's my team. Real name, no gimmick. We don't have – we don't need a gimmick, Antoine. We're the football team. There's no gimmick. We're not the – We're starting to the, warm up to it, too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we need, I, need, I need Washington to win this game because when I watched the Vikings drop that pick last week versus Dallas – yeah that, yeah, that crushed me. Washington's if Washington finds a quarterback, they have a good young running back. They have a good young receiver. If Our defense can, is good. Their defense quick, quick. is good. Washington could be a, a team of the future for real. It might be the Zach Wilson pick right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick, quick plug though. Did you guys see Chase Young absolutely rock Joe Burrow I did. last week? Yeah. Holy shit! Shit. He, oh man, that was. <laughs> I would hate to crazy. get hit by that man. Goodness gracious! <laughs> All right, so uh, the next game is the final game on Thanksgiving, which makes me sad. I know because of COVID, moved back the Steelers game. It's the uh, the Texans and the Lions. The Lions are the home team, as always. Uh, Antoine, who who you got? I, I would. I would have said I, I kind of want to. I want to pick the Lions, but then they kind of. I thought they beat the Panthers last week, and they just pretty much laid a dud. Yeah, Bridgewater out and and Christian McCaffrey out, and they still find a way to lose. And not only lose, they had they they didn't score a point. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, that that kind of confused me, but I, I I guess I will go with them uh, again reluctantly, just because I know Houston's coming off the win against the Patriots, but I. I feel I feel like the Lions just gonna pick up the win somehow, so I'll go with Detroit. Yeah, okay. maybe I'm still living in 2012, but I remember the the days that they were or the years that they were like the Lions don't deserve to have a Thanksgiving game every year because they're trash. They're 0 16 year whatever. Uh, I will 
I don't know how many they've won in the last what three four years, but yeah, I think I'll roll with the Texans and Deshaun okay. Watson. So before we before before I ask Joe this pick, I want to ask Antoine his opinion. How awesome is PJ Walker's? You know how he has came from Temple to the XFL to now. You know now that Bridgewater's out, he's starting. Like how awesome is that to see that to see him go through that progression? Yeah, it's, it's pretty impressive because he was with the Colts uh, practice squad for yeah. coming out of college, and then that didn't work out. So he ended up going to the XFL and just lighting it up there uh, for Houston, and then ended up with Matt Rule there. Matt Rule loves his Temple and Baylor players, former Baylor and Temple players. So yeah, it fit there, and they felt like they he would be an upgrade from Will Greer, uh, who was taken in the third round, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was a great story. Uh, and I think Teddy's going to start this week. But yeah. just the fact that he ended up coming back to the league and ended up getting a position like that and starting the game and getting the win for the Panthers, I think is an excellent story. And yeah, man. It's to never really give up on your dream. Exactly, exactly. Uh, one more thing. Are you an XFL guy? Are you going to – did you watch it this past season and are you going to watch it when it comes back? I, I did watch a little bit of it. I, I didn't say I wouldn't like hardcore on it, but if it was huh. on, I mean, it's football. So if it's on, then I'm right. going to check it out. So yeah, I'll definitely uh, watch it whenever it comes back. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, me and Brad were XFL guys. Joe was whatever. Uh, Joe, who's your who's your pick? Texans, Texans. or uh, Texans? Deshaun Watson. I'll I'll take Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go Texans as well. Deshaun Watson. I feel I low key feel bad for the guy because he's a good ass quarterback on a horrible team. Yeah, he's got to watch DeAndre Hopkins just getting boards against Buffalo just, <laughs> defenders. You know, I, mean, I think wow. I thought I saw on Twitter ever the, all the talk is how the Bears passed on him to get Trubisky. You know, Trubisky and has a better record than Watson, or it's like an equal record than as Watson overall. Yeah. I didn't realize that, may, that. Now, I saw it on Twitter, and it may not be true, but I saw it that. Might, it might be. The record, yeah, I can believe that, though. But, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, we know who the better quarterback was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's a Bears guy. What can you say? <laughs> uh, all right. We'll do, uh, we'll do the postponed game that I guess is going to play Sunday, Ravens-Steelers. Steelers. Steelers' defense is great. They have so many weapons. All right. Antoine. I love, I love the Steelers. I'll go with the Steelers, too. Steelers. Um, I think with some players potentially being out, and they already have injuries anyway, uh, and it's in Pittsburgh, I got to go with the Steelers here. Yeah, I'm going to go Steelers as well. I know Brad picked the Steelers. Pretty unanimous. Uh, all right, here we go. This this I'm going to name this the Fraud Bowl because we've had some debate about this, about the Titans, whether or not they're frauds, pretenders, contenders, who knows. Uh, Titans at Colts. Antoine, who you got? Uh, I'm going to the Titans. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I know the Colts beat them a few weeks ago on Thursday Night Football, but I feel like that win against the Ravens and the way that they did, I think it's going to carry them to winning the division. So I'm going to go with the Titans in this one. Yep. Okay. okay. Brad? Titans, dude. This Titans. is primo Titan territory right here, especially after last year. 
Just get yeah. it rolling. Let's get it rolling. Let's get a playoff win here coming up here soon. Uh, this is where they, they, they hit their stride and then they kind of roll in there. And that's, that's what caused the Ravens win last year or the win over the Ravens. Yeah. So uh, I got Titans. They're going to, they're going to roll. Joe, who you got? I hate the Titans. They're frauds. <laughs> they're not, they're, <laughs> I hate them. Now I will say the Colts, if the Colts don't have DeForest Buckner, he just went on the COVID watch oh, list. Huge. That yeah. could be huge. If if he plays, I would pick the Colts. If he doesn't play, I would pick the Titans. We got to pick right now. Okay, I'll pick the Colts because I hate the Titans. Okay, the frauds. Right. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna say Titans. It's super random, and these guys know I'm a big Tannehill guy. For some reason, I'm just a bit. I, I liked him in Miami. I wish he was still in Miami. I like him at the time. I just very know. nice guy. Yeah. Well, that's good. He's not. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's a, he's a good guy. He just he just didn't work out for the Dolphins. But yeah, I'm actually very happy that things have worked out for him in Tennessee and got a new contract. And yeah, uh, me too. Yeah, and that team is set up perfectly around him. Where they have the offensive lines good. He has a great running game and really good running <laughs> stuff that he didn't he didn't have with the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. So, Derrick yeah, Henry, boy, AJ Brown, Corey. They have weapons. Johnny Smith. Oh yeah, they have weapons. Derrick Henry was coming at me, and I had to make the tackle. I would just lay down. I would just lay down <laughs> on the ground. Like, hell no. How about A.J. Brown being an absolute man, though? Dude. Just from the He's five, an... just muscling his Ole, Ole Miss had AJ. Ole Miss had A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf at the same time. Same time. That's – And they, they didn't win a whole lot of games either. <laughs> <laughs> they did. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's weird. weird. Yeah. All right, what's the last NFL game? All right, last NFL game, Chiefs at Buccaneers. Now, this game's at 4 o'clock. I know the Buccaneers have had some trouble with night games this year. So, it's a 4 o'clock. It's an afternoon game. The Chiefs coming down to Tampa. Who you got, Antoine? I got the Chiefs. Okay. Anything. I'm sorry. Um, I know Buccaneers are – I think they're a playoff team, but – but what I've seen, like they've slipped, and it's not just mm-hmm. Tom Brady. Even though I know that's the uh, calling card, but their defense isn't necessarily. Buck's defense has been, yeah. Their second, their secondary is horrible. Yeah. yeah, absolute liability. Yeah, they begin yeah. to pour up. So yeah, I like I said, I know the narrative is about Tom Brady, which it should be too. But yeah, yeah it's, def- it's definitely the Chiefs are going to have their way. I th- I think Kansas City wins by double digits. <clears throat> Ooh, okay. I agree. I, I do too. Joe, okay. Chiefs, okay. Brad, Chiefs. All, all around the board, dude. I mean, it's yeah. going to be maybe not as bad as the Saints game, but it'll be pretty bad. All right. You know what? Screw you guys. I'm picking the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Picking the home team. Picking Brady. Shout out the GOAT. Uh, I thought there for a little bit that Brady brought title town, so you'd say, to Tampa. Because you had – well, the Tampa Bay Lightning won the championship. Then you had the the Rays in the Super – or, sorry, not in the Super Bowl, in the World, World Series. Series. Yeah. I was like, uh-oh. But, uh, Brady just doesn't – I haven't watched every Buccaneers game, but the Buccaneers game that I've watched, he doesn't look that – I mean, he struggled the, the other night against the Rams. Like, yeah. he didn't look really good. He looked like a 43-year-old quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, essentially. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. All right, well, I guess we'll move on to the uh, the college pick'em. Let me get them pulled up right here. All right, the college pick'em is pretty interesting. All right, we'll do the first game. 
number 13, Iowa State, at number 17, Texas. Uh, Brad, who you got? Texas. Texas, okay. Bad pick. Antoine. Ron Purdy, part of the Florida State family with Chubba Purdy. That, I mean, I, I have to root for Iowa State because <laughs> Chubb is my guy, so I'm going to root for Brock. I like – Matt Campbell needs to be the next Michigan coach. Like, I, I love I, I love watching Iowa State. Like, I, I think Iowa State beats Texas. Matt Campbell and Brad wear their hats the same. Yeah. Like a the, Chinese, the, uh, the, Japanese baseball player? The bent bill. <laughs> I, w- I want to pick Iowa State, but something just telling me – Texas is one of those games where all they're going to do is in the fourth quarter, Texas needs to stop playing prevent defense and go into overtime and they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. And so if they don't do that against Iowa state, they win the game. <laughs> all right. So Brad's got Texas, Joe, Iowa state, Antoine's got Texas. Ooh, boy. I'm going to go Texas. I'm going to go with the home Ooh, team. I love that. Yeah. Only guy picking Iowa state. Love it. Yeah. I'm going to go with the home team. Good uh, upset to pick. Yeah. Second game. Now this one right here is going to be interesting. Number two at – sorry, number two at – number two, Notre Dame at number 19, North Carolina. Oof. Doesn't scare me. We'll start Notre, off with you, Notre Dame, Notre Dame. Notre Dame survives the red bandana game. They can win any game. They'll beat North Carolina. North Carolina's defense horrible. They'll score points, but Notre Dame will, will, will win. Okay. All right. Antoine, who you got? This is going to be a very close game because North Carolina can score at anybody. But yeah. Um, yeah, they can't stop anybody. They're kind of <laughs> like they're kind of like the Florida Gators, but it's up, Florida is a lot better team. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I would um, I would lean towards Notre Dame probably um, in a field goal type of game there. But yeah, it'll be very close. Okay, Bradley, Notre Dame. Oh, okay, Notre Dame. All right, here I am being different. I've had Notre Dame on my fraud watch all year. I'm going UNC at home, the shocker. I think they might be able to pull it out. So, I'm going to go UNC. It's good that you didn't pick Notre Dame because then North North Carolina 100% would have won the game. If we go sweep the board with Notre Dame, then North Carolina win. All right, so next game up, I'm going to call this one the Trash Bowl. The Trash Bowl 2020. It's Penn State. At Michigan, <laughs> trash teams, garbage can bowl. Brad, who you got? Penn State. I mean, at some Whoa. point, the tweets. At some point, the tweets from James Franklin have to work, and this is the week. <laughs> Antoine, have you seen it's, the it's tweets the bat- from it's James? The battle, I have, like, it's the I, like, battle of the, which head coach is going to get fired first. So uh, see, I don't. I don't think that. I think that. I think that James Franklin's not going to get fired regardless. He he's owed too much money. Jim Harbaugh, Harbaugh is much more on the hot seat than Franklin. That's why I got, I would, so I've got a couple of Penn State right. buddies, and they're just like, "We, it is time. I, I cannot do James Franklin anymore." Um, and I know it's like a, a fan that I mean, he's had you know, he's had this bad year, but if you look at what he took over, and yeah, he's been I solid. Mean, he's See, been what solid. but what they're talking about is more of like the Mark Richt type or Kirby Smart type. Hey, they can't. Yeah, win but you're the game. Penn State. Yeah, but still, you know, at some point as a fan, you're gonna be like, "Damn, we can't win! Like we're this close and we're just not winning." So, yeah, that's that. I can see that as a fan and as like that, that being their alma mater. Like, hey, like we get to these games and we just don't win them. So hey, I now think you're only five. Winning, I think they were winning Big Ten championships. I don't think people would have as much problem with it, but they're not doing that. That's yeah. 
that's a big thing too. Yeah. And then you yeah. can cons- you consistently get beat by Ohio State, which is kind of the same problem Harbaugh is facing. But yeah, the buyout is huge. So I unless yeah. they the boosters can wrangle up, which I don't doubt anything. Like we saw with Florida State, they rang up a lot of money just to get Willie Taggart out of there. So nothing mm-hmm. impossible if you can think about it. So, but yeah. Yeah, Harbaugh is more on lane duck status. But I will say this. I, I think I will go with Michigan just because I feel okay. like last week against Rutgers, which they should have lost that too, by the way. That will give them a little bit momentum because they've, they've gotten a couple wins under their belt. So I'll go with Michigan. But both of these teams are just hugely disappointing this year. Yeah. So, yeah. Joe? Joe I'm Michigan. I'm Michigan. Michigan. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm also going to go Michigan here. Shout out our buddy Chase, who is a diehard Penn State fan, but uh, it's, nah, I just don't see it happening this this uh, this time around. All right, next game. This one's kind of interesting. I tried to pick like what I thought would be the best games, like the closest games, maybe. Uh, Louisville at Boston College. We'll start off. Joe, go ahead. I like BC. I think BC is is a decent ACC team. I think that Louisville's – I think the running – has the, didn't Louisville's running back opt out? Hawk, Hawkins? Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. 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 He was their best offensive player. I just think that BC – BC is going to win that game. I think it will be close. And who knows with the ACC, like, there's there's blowouts when the team is, is favored. They'll get blown out. Like, it's, it's, it's hard to predict ACC games this year. Yeah, so it is. I'll go, I'll go BC just because I, I kind of like BC's quarterback, but who? I mean, that's a toss up. All right, Brad, who you got? I got BC as well. BC. I just like them. I mean, like they've had solid games all year. I mean, Red Bandana game they lost, obviously, but obviously still a good game. Um, I, I mean, BC is always one of those teams that's just like, hey, those are the guys that are going to put up a fight, and I like them this week. So, yeah, I think Louisville is constantly overrated, uh, to be honest. Yeah, I actually had to fit this game, too, uh, for a, another publication. But, yeah, I went with BC, too. Louisville, okay. great offense, but they their defense outside of last week against Syracuse really hasn't stopped anybody. So, yeah, yeah. BC. And BC's been they, – they've stayed with teams. They, they played with Clemson for a little while. They played with Notre Dame, two great teams, and they were able to hang with them. So, there's no reason to think they can't beat a subpar Louisville team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I'm gonna go with BC as well. Um, yeah. I mean, Louisville's fast, but I think, like Antoine said, I just BC is just gonna be too much for them. Next one. Last one. This one's yikes. This one's not that good either. But uh, we're gonna go Mississippi State at Ole Miss, the Egg Bowl. We'll start off with uh, Brad. Who you got? Ole Miss. Just on the offense. Yeah. Yeah, Kiffin. Ole Miss offense was great versus Alabama. Mississippi State looked good last week against Georgia, unfortunately. Um, but they just – what, what we talk about, they had 12 total touchdowns, I think, prior to the Georgia game. Prior to that and game, I just don't yeah. think I just don't think they're going to score enough in this game to, uh, to keep up with Ole Miss's, like, fast-paced offense, and that's why I'm rolling with them. Yeah, okay. How many players is Mississippi State going to have available? Like, that's 12. I'll, I, think. I was shocked that they <laughs> 49. Remained, 
They had forty nine like, scholarship players. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, how, I'll go with. I'll go Ole Miss just because Ole Miss, like Brad said, their offense is good, but their defense is literally the worst defense in college football. Like they are horrible. <laughs> it, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be close. But I'll go Lane Kiffin. I mean, yeah. Uh, Antoine, how weird was that Mississippi State Georgia game last week? I mean, on paper you look at it and you go, okay, well Georgia's gonna beat this team by fifty, and the next thing you know, it's a, a touchdown game, a one possession game. It's just, it's weird. It's this type of year. But yeah, you thought, especially the way Mississippi State has been playing. Yeah. Point, yeah. You thought they would have been an easy bow out. But yeah, I, I like, I like Ole Miss too. I think people, Mike Leach is finding out that um, I don't know necessarily that system necessarily works there uh, with Mississippi State there. I think he probably would have preferred to stay in Washington State than yeah. come down uh, Stoutfield because it's going to be a little bit of a transition trying to get people there because you got to run the ball. That's pretty much what, what the defense is there and how tough they are, and you have to be able to run the football, and that's something that he doesn't do it consistently enough. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go with uh, Ole Miss as well. I just think, yeah, I just uh, – Mississippi State's so weird. Like, first game of the season, they beat LSU – and that's when I personally I was like, oh shit, you know LSU defending national champions, like, oh, you know Mississippi State might be up to something. Then we see yeah. down the road LSU's like lost three or four games. Mississippi State can't score. Like they've only won two games. I'm like, Ugh. leeches, yeah, leeches Joe, in the same, Joe, leeches Joe in the has... same boat. Leeches in the same boat as Norvell, where he's got to get his guys in there. Yeah. I mean, they have a lot of opt outs. <clears throat> So yeah, that thirty-one. I can't remember his name. That dude was solid last week. Uh, that receiver for Mississippi State. Can't remember his name, but uh, man, I was impressed with that guy. Yeah. Uh, but Joe, just backing up a little bit, talking about LSU is a big Ed O is a fraud guy. So one end on type coach. We talked about on this year before, but, but I think he's a good. Re- I think he's a good recruiter, but he. I mean, oh, other than that, yeah. I think we're. Uh, I think you saw that kind of at Ole Miss too, but also, also it's a lot of smoke around that program with a lot of uh, extracurricular with the sexual assault uh, yeah. cases going yeah. on. I think that might be his undoing more or less than actual LSU playoffs. Yeah. Here. Yeah. All right, we're gonna do. We'll do one last game, and mm, I'm not even gonna post this one when I do the post because I it's it's probably gonna be pretty unanimous. But uh, let's do score prediction for the Iron Bowl. Now, Alabama is a 24-and-a-half-point favorite. Nick Saban will not be coaching the game. Uh, I believe Nick's – or, sorry, I believe Steve Sarkeesian will be coaching. Um, Antoine, who you got? Or or what do you think the score is going to be? Well, it'll be a good uh, audition for Steve Sarkeesian because I think he's going to get a job somewhere uh, during the offseason. Maybe, maybe the South Carolina job. That's that's open Potentially. too. Potentially, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, I think I think Alabama is just going to be uh, – they're going to pound them. I, I would say 52 to 24, uh, Alabama wins this game. Ooh, okay. I like that score. Uh, Brad, who you got? I have 45 to 17 in uh, Alabama. Easy. I wanted to ask that same question you had, though, with, with, with a Saban-less, you know, Bama. Is there any chance? But I still don't think there is. 
I mean, he'll be involved somehow. He'll be he'll be um, his voice will be in the locker room. I'm sure yelling at <laughs> yeah. yeah. the lady in person. Bro, I won't be surprised if there's like a holographic like, you know how they did like the hologram Tupac a couple years ago at like Coachella. I would yeah. not be surprised. If there's like a holographic like Nick Saban on the sideline. Yeah, there'll be up four touchdowns. There. And it'll be a holographic Nick Saban calling timeout with ten seconds left, throwing his headset. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be around somewhere. <laughs> yeah, uh, Joe, what you thinking? I, I mean, y'all scores about similar. I would say like forty-eight twenty-four. Yeah, forty-eight twenty-four. I'm gonna say I want to say forty-two. Yikes. 42-28 is what I'll say. A little bit closer. Yeah. It'll be a late late Auburn touchdown. That doesn't matter. Yeah. Just because my wife's an Auburn fan, I have to give her a little bit. (laughs) But, uh, all right, man. I guess we'll end it right there. Antoine, we appreciate you hopping on. on And uh, you're more than welcome. Anytime you want to jump on, hang out bullshit with us talk some sports <laughs> we'll, we'll do it anytime uh yeah have fun man hope you have a, a happy thanksgiving i hope y'all do too as well man i appreciate it and uh, it was good talking to y'all again yeah man all, all right. right see you all right y'all take care yes sir